redo this. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna redo this. They oh, know. I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we'll search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace can inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Kolpa by King's Kaleidoscope. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back into the Fluent Grace Podcast, episode number 34. 34? That's that, how old you are. That, folks. Is that how old you are? It's not. <laughs> I'm adding years to your life. I have not aged two years in the last two weeks since we recorded together. So, mm. there we go. But that, you know, I was going to play a little game with everybody. I was going to say, hey, Fluent Grace fam. Who do you think is in the room with me? Hello. And then from all the commotion, they would have known right off. Well, it must be Tyler. Yup. <laughs> I just hit the trash can. Oops. Oh, folks, this is why it takes so long to get podcasts out, because it takes so long to edit out the crap. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Tyler. Hello. Hello. I feel like uh, everything is echoing welcome, substantially. Welcome to my humble abode. Yes. Uh, we are in the bat cave, if you will. Mm. The one that I was... <laughs> I forgot you called it the bat. I can make it really... I can close those blinds and be super... No, dark. heck no. No. That'd be like have rats crawling out of the baseboard <laughs> or something. And there's something about this like window back here that's creeping me out. All yeah, that's why we, we bolted a uh, a massive calendar over it so people can't oh, look in. there's a calendar back there? Yes, that big wall oh, calendar. Right, right, right. I was thinking that's one of those things they have on NCIS that you have like your senior pastor that's looking over your shoulder to see if mm. you're actually doing yeah. work. He's on the other side of the uh, the building. So. I gotcha. Would, I mean, that'd be pretty sketch, though, if that was... It would be. Well, I mean, before we put the thing up, you could look right on up in here. Yeah. Cool. Which I wasn't, you know, I wasn't opposed against, you know. I was, going, I was planning on flashing people, you know, if they wanted to peek in here. Uh, is your pastor here right now? No, we're flying uh, solo. Uh, I thought he was like sitting over there listening to everything we said. So that, I was going to have to make sure that we said everything correctly. Oh, no, dude. I gotcha. No. We're, we're real with each other. We could say whatever we want, you know? Yeah. Hey, pastor, if you look in the window, I'm going to flash you. 100%. He wouldn't expect anything less. And I wouldn't expect anything less from him either. Uh, what do we have to talk about today? Uh, we got a few things. I'm oh, going to start off. Hey, Tim, what are we talking about today? Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> but I've got to introduce just the random goofy stuff that doesn't, you know, require any deep thought. That's right. The The first 15 minutes that people fast forward. <laughs> no, this is the part that people actually listen to. <laughs> You're giving us too much credit. Uh, and the reason they listen to it is because of stories like this. Okay, check this out. On February 20th which was this uh, last week, one week ago, this story came out. Kentucky Fried Chicken will start selling a fried chicken and donut sandwich. That's disgusting, bro. That's so gross. 
It says uh, on February 24th, locations nationwide, you can purchase Kentucky Fried Chicken and Donut. If you don't want it in a sandwich form, you can order a basket of chicken tenders with two glazed donuts on the side. Like, I would understand if it was like two egos and chicken in between yeah, the two egos. Yeah. But, but they, they've already got that. I mean, you got to one up. <laughs> you can't stay with chicken and waffles. You got to get We're rewriting the donut. script. Chicken and donuts. <laughs> and this picture, dude, check this picture out. I'll throw this up on social media. Oh. I mean, it actually doesn't look how Would you bad. eat it? I, I, here's the deal. I'm not a huge fan of the salty-sweet combo. I'm just not. I want it. I want it to either be salty or sweet, not a mixture of the two. I'm not a fan of the sticky buns. Oh, yeah, I don't either. How do you eat a donut? If you go to Krispy Kreme, how do you eat your donut? Well, see, here's the deal. I am a weird individual in that I prefer mine not to be hot now. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I don't either. But I like them to be fresh. Right. I want them fresh, but not hot. Yeah, I'm with with you on that. Because if they're hot, it's basically just like a... It's just uh, a ball, like a mush ball. Yeah, it's kind of like when you... uh, A plastic straw wrapper, Uh you know? And if you get the wrapper wet, that's what a donut is. It shrinks. It shrinks up. That's exactly what a donut is. Yep. So, I'm not a hot now guy. Uh, So, give me like maybe an hour. Give me an hour old donut. Okay. That's going to be my choice. And how are you going to eat that? Uh, You're going to open the box and do what? I'm going to open the box. I'm going to grab one donut with two fingers. Oh, mm -mm. you lost me there. Take a bite. You lost me. What are you going to do? I'll wrap it in a napkin and then I'll bite it because I don't like the stickiness on my fingers. That's so much work though. Uh Uh-uh. See, I'm an I, anti-work while I'm eating. I keep napkins. I keep napkins in my truck for this very reason. Dude, I never use a napkin. Oh yeah, dude. Never I, use a napkin. Well, then you got then you got glazed fingers, man. And you lick them. Yeah, but it's still you still get the film. You, you're just, wasting glaze if mm, you're using napkin. I just can't. I don't do sticky fingers. I don't like sticky fingers. <laughs> dude, you it might it honestly just ticks me off. You might as well just carry around a box of like surgical gloves. Oh, that would be a great idea. That's actually a good idea. If you get like flush tone, nobody know you have them on. I carry my fanny. I have a fanny pack full of surgical gloves. <laughs> People would totally think I was a serial killer. Uh, they would. Hey, what are we talking about today, Tim? Dude, we still got like twelve minutes before we get to what we're talking about. <laughs> Tim's you computer's can- only on like twenty percent, so. Right, we have a limited time that we can talk. So you're going to rob the Fluid Grace fam of their oh, know, deepest true. desires this if we true. skip straight to content. Hey, that, that's a good poll question. What do Fluent Grace listeners like about the podcast? Is there a way to do a poll on Facebook? There is. We should do it. Here's the problem, though. We don't have enough followers on Facebook to get a true representation of the so what you're saying is if you're listening to this you need to get on facebook and go follow the page that's exactly what i'm saying i'm also saying that if you're listening to this and are currently following then you need to share some posts and get your friends to follow us so what's the page called at fluent grace podcast so if i search fluent grace podcast it'll pop up it will what's what's what if there's multiple fluent grace podcasts how do I know which one is the, us? You know, uh, today only, we're going to put Tyler's face on the Fluent Grace 
Facebook page. Not what I was looking for. <laughs> I was just looking for you to describe what the page looks like. Currently, uh, there is no cover page because I tried to delete it and replace the picture, and it wouldn't let me replace it on my phone, so I have to do it on a computer, and it no just hasn't happened. Page. What is it? There's no cover photo, so it's just uh, like a blank. Uh, what's the profile picture? It's the circle with the FG. Oh, okay. Black with, what would you call that, tie-dye, multicolored? Uh Paint explosion. Paint explosion. All right, so you got your paint explosion ring around the FG. Or unicorn snot. Speaking of unicorns, though, my two-year-old is a big fan of unicorns. And oh, I thought you were talking about Jason. Like, we need to get concerned. No, 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 no. <laughs> my two-year-old girl okay. is a big fan of unicorns, and here's why. She thinks the marshmallows in Lucky Charms are all unicorns. Oh. And so she's always asking for the unicorns. Do y'all buy actual Lucky Charms brand or do y'all buy... Absolutely not. Or Lucky Nuggets or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Crunk, whatever they are. What do you call What's the ghetto version Uh, of Lucky Charms? I am part-time at a church and my wife teaches. We're (laughs) totally going Captain Crunk. Captain Crunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So the uh, and frosted ice, yeah. <laughs> Diet doctor check. Doctor check that. Oh man, I forgot. <laughs> we used to get the Sam's Club. Mom used to go to uh, Sam's Club and get the soft drinks, like as we were teenagers and yeah. stuff. Mountain Thunder. You yeah. remember these? Hell yeah. Hey, they tasted just the same, man. I'm really mad at Sam's Club right now, actually. Why? Did you ever get photos printed there? No, never. I didn't even know you could print photos. You could. And so I used to get all of our posters for our student room printed there. Oh. And it was cheap. It was like 10 bucks for a big poster, which is awesome. Interesting. Well, they took out their photo center, and you have to do it online. So I ordered a print at the end of January. It said it would be here by February 8th. Mm-hmm. It's not here. Ooh. I'm so mad at Sam's Club. Mm-hmm. Sam's Club. Triggered. You're losing my business. Triggered. I'm going to CVS. No, bro. You go to Drake Printers in downtown Tuscaloosa. Support local business. Will they give me a poster for 10 bucks? I don't know, dude, but you get to know a person and their family. <laughs> I don't care about knowing a person. God, you sound, like, you sound like Troy in there. He's like, uh, can they give me 8,000 copies for $20? Yeah. No, but you can cause support a local family. If I'm paying $50 for something <laughs> I was going to pay $10 before, mm-mm. Pass. I support local business as long as it don't cost me over $20. And that's why Tyler's broke, everybody. <laughs> True story, but I have I relationships, Mountain, Tim. I have Mountain Dew at the Dollar Tree. I have, I have relationships with the people. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> You're more gospel-oriented than your fine senior pastor Troy and myself. <laughs> But, Actually, if, we but if everybody was a Tyler, then our churches wouldn't have any money. So <laughs> now this is true. Hold on, are you are you implying that I don't give to the church? Because that's what it sounds. Not like. at all. Not at all. I'm just saying. One hundred percent is what he that just if said. If you're in charge of making all financial decisions for the church, yeah, we would be screwed <laughs> royally. For real. Sorry, we can't do any outreach because we paid eighty thousand dollars for Easter invites. <laughs> But man, the invitations were nice. They're so nice, but we don't have an event to pull off. It's <laughs> gonna show up to a field. The, if okay, how about this? If you could create the perfect invitation to a church event, money is not an option. What would it include? The perfect 
invitation. Like I'm going to put this in the mail and send it to people. Money is not a money is not an option. <coughs> it would be a translucent invitation that has when you hold it up to the sun, it looks like stained glass. Translucent. <laughs> That's like straight up like Martian stuff there. Yeah. So like, and when I say translucent, translucent, you could still see what it is, but it'd be like a thin plasticky type deal because when i think translucent i'm thinking if you put it on the ground it looks like saran wrap oh no no and no then no. you hold it up and you got stained glass no i'm thinking like a kind of a heavier plastic but like it just kind of you can still see the color but when you really hold it up to the sun it's like boom i gotcha that'd be the perfect i would go hologram hologram oh i didn't even know that was an option <laughs> money's no money's not a consideration Pull that thing out of the envelope, push the lower right corner, and then up pops a picture of... Well, if that's the case, I'm just hiring Steve Harvey to go knock on everybody's doors. <laughs> no, it's got, you, you got to be able to put it in the mail. I could put uh, Steve Harvey in the mailbox. <laughs> How many stamps do you think that would require? <laughs> <laughs> no subject. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, how about this? Here's your next subject. Okay. Dog sweaters. Now, are we talking like... Sweaters that people wear with their dog's picture on it. We're talking about sweaters you put on a dog because they're cold. Yeah, I mean sweaters on dogs. I, first of all, I'm not a I'm not an animal person. I'm just going to throw it out there. So that should show you my cards. Where I don't think I don't want a dog to freeze, but like it's a dog and it was they're they're kind of built to to be outside for long periods of time, periods of time. I'm not saying like you leave a dog outside with 10 degree weather you know like because become a puppy popsicle that's not what i'm saying is that i don't know if that's insensitive <laughs> it probably is but that's probably going to stay in the podcast yeah so i'm not well, editing that one out you know i don't like i don't know i'm not a proponent of puppy popsicles but i'm also not the type guy that's gonna like bring them in my house and they're gonna sleep in my bed like i'll put a heat lamp out there so they can survive you know i have two dogs you're a better man than i am I don't even put a heat lamp out. But then again, we do live in Alabama, so the last time it got 10 degrees was like, well, probably last year. I think it got 10 degrees. I didn't <laughs> but, put a heat lamp out. But they survived. They survived. I mean, I got like stinking horses. I mean, they're basically horses. They're uh, that okay. big. So their yeah. fur coats are look kind of like what Tyler's wearing right now. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I mean, but like people, like the whole deal of like people having ant dogs like, that sleep in their bed and like lick oh, their no. face. Oh, my I'm goodness. like... That's disgusting. Oh, my God. Jace asked for one of those the other day. He said, can we have a dog to sleep in my bed? Absolutely not. Yeah. Heck no. 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 Mm. It's an animal. Mm. You're meant to have dominion over animals, not intimate relationships with animals where they sleep in your bed. That's very true. So I'm they, just throwing it out there. If you, if, you, uh, if you have your dog that sleeps in your bed, hey, that's whatever you want to do. It's your yeah. house, your whatever dog. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever we'll floats you. your boat, but your boat's disgusting. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's true. That's true. So the you you uh you asked about dogs on sweaters though, because that's a different kind of dog sweater. Yeah, I mean, but the people who would wear a dog sweater would be the type of person who would have this dog sleep in the bed with them and put a sweater on their dog. In my brain, anyways. <laughs> These are the same people that would say, "I do not deserve to have a pet because I let them stay outside." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly why I don't have a pet because I don't want to deal with. I'm envious of you, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we, man, yeah, and it, what's beautiful is Heather's not an animal person either. Like she's, we're both mutual. Like Piper, I mean, she'll never 
probably grow up. I take that back. We'll probably we'll probably get her a dog at some point in her life because she. I think every human needs to have a pet at some point. Yep. Just so you can like learn responsibility of caring for something, but also it wouldn't be so Piper can have a realization that animals can sleep in her room and stuff. Yeah, we're not going that far. Did you ever have a pet that you cried when it died? No. Confessions I, with Tim. When I was like uh, elementary school, I went and caught two fish out of the local creek that was close to my house. Mm-hmm. I took a nap, woke up, and they were dead. Hold <laughs> on, they can't Dude. sleep on the land? Dude, no. No, no, no. I put them in a jar. Like, oh, I put you them did put them in? I thought you just like <laughs> laid them on your floor or something and hoped no, for the bed. they weren't in the bed with me. Like, <laughs> I wasn't cuddling a minnow. Welcome to Alabama, people. <laughs> no, 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 no. They were in a jar, and I did all the appropriate things. Like, I put holes in the top and, you know, mm. oxygen, all that kind of stuff. But no, when I woke up from my nap, again, I was in elementary school, okay? So I was little. No, I, I straight up cried. Mm. Uh, so there you go. I did have Animal a cat. Animal confessions with Tim. I did have a cat one time that I did enjoy this cat. My parents couldn't stand her, though, because she would get into... I mean, she would just eat anything. Like, she would eat ribbon and then vomit it up, and it would just be all over the house. It was just disgusting. Well, anyways, I didn't. they wanted to get rid of the cat. I didn't want them to. I go off to youth camp and come home to the cat being gone. They got rid of my cat while I was at church camp. Mm. Talk about burning a kid to never want to go to a church event. That's a good way to do it. Mm. That's rough. How old mm-hmm. were you? Oh, I was probably like 10. 11. I got you. They were like... It went with an old woman, you know, they, she had a nice, uh, they said that she bought a litter box that cleaned itself. It's like a self-cleaning automated litter box. I'm like, that's, that's pretty extreme. So it's basically a cat toilet. Yeah, pretty much. Or either they just told me that and took it to Metro. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which is true. The cat didn't make it any longer and it took for you to get back from animal, uh, from, uh, Church camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the cat was dancing on the streets of gold, right? Well, uh, <laughs> animals don't have souls, Tim, so I wouldn't say that animals would go to heaven. That could be another podcast episode. Uh, have I told you this story real quick? And then we got we had to get in. Yeah. Uh, so I was a youth pastor. This was in my early years of youth ministry. And one of my students, we were in the theater. He was just like, his dog had just died. I didn't know that, first of all. I didn't know that. And they just, we started out. I remember we used to like do a thing like asking, ask questions, any question. He's like, so what happens to animals when they die? I'm like, well, they become really good fertilizer. Dude, dude, this kid's face just like turns like just straight as can be and starts bawling and bawling and bawling. I felt terrible. When did you find out that after the after the out? service? But I didn't stop there. I was like, it becomes really good fertilizer. And then I was like, I mean, animals don't have souls, so they're it's not like you're the whole all dogs go to heaven. That's garbage. That's a <laughs> it is what it is. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> it is a Disney movie. Uh, yeah, that would be an interesting topic. And then I, I then I found out about his dog, and I apologized because I didn't know. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. I was that trying was, to be honest was, with him. That was in your uh, insensitive days, right? Yeah, I've grown up. Yeah, before you matured. Uh, well, maybe uh, maybe a little bit. 
I still believe that they become good fertilizer. Just for clarification. Please direct all hate mail to Tyler, not Tim or Colin. Please send it all to or, Colin. What's Colin's email? Or Fluent Grace as a LLC. <laughs> send it to Tyler. Uh, I don't know Colin's email. I, I say that. I do know Colin's email, but we're not going to share it. The, Fluent- co- the Colin at thecolin.com? Yes. Send that email <laughs> to that email address. Uh, that would be perfect. So speaking of tough topics to talk about, mm-hmm. how about we go to a tough topic? What's that? We introduced this last week, actually, with our podcast, myself and Colin, because Tyler was not there. Depression. Mm. How about we're going to talk about depression? Kind of like how I just pushed this kid into a season of depression. You very well might have. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't he, laugh. Why, why am I laughing? Actually, I did see this same kid uh, probably two months ago at Barnes & Noble. Really? Yeah, and he walked up and gave me a hug and said, Hey, man, how you been doing? You know, we caught up, so I guess he doesn't hate me all that bad. Or either he did a really good job of covering yeah, it up. Yeah, he faked it really well. He really did. He faked it really well. If that's, well done. If he still hates me. Whoever you are, if you're listening to this, yep. we applaud you for your apparent... Forgiveness of Tyler's extreme insensitivity. That's true, 100%. So yeah, depression. It's, it's one of those things that nobody really wants to talk about, which is a good reason for us to talk about it. That's true. And I think it's especially difficult for students to talk about it because there's some stigma around the whole topic and how if you struggle with this, well, you just must be less of a person. Right. Um, or especially less of a Christian. Because Christians don't struggle with depression. Ever. Yeah, well, that's garbage. I was just going to throw that out there. But I would argue, too, it's it's also one of the most, it's one of the most under-talked about things. But it's also, uh, I was going to say, one of the most over-diagnosed things, but I don't think that's true. I think it's the most misunderstood. Because, like, people will just throw out the phrase, oh, I have depression or I'm depressed. No, maybe you're just, maybe you're just bummed out, you know, like. That's not that's not yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think misunderstood is a great word for it because the reality is uh, there is definitely a uh, depression is real. One hundred for everybody, Christian, non-Christian, male, female, adult, student, whoever you are, you're not immune to depression. So it's definitely a reality uh, for a lot of people. I read a statistic that. I think as of uh, whenever the study was done, I don't remember when it was, but uh, there were 322 million confirmed diagnoses of of depression. 322 million. That's a lot. That is a lot. So it's a very real thing. And so we want to be careful that as we're talking about this, uh, we want to be very sensitive about that because my guess is out of the number of folks that we have that listen to this, the chances are very high that there are folks that struggle with it. Yeah, for sure. If not personally, maybe they have a family member that does. Maybe they have a close friend that does. We're all affected by it and touched by it in some way, which is why I think you know we felt the need that we kind of need to talk to it a little bit. And and I think it would be helpful to go ahead and throw this out there. We are not the end-all, be-all knowledge of depression. If you seriously struggle with depression, you need to go talk to a professional counselor don't listen to a podcast and count it as your professional counselor i am not a professional counselor i'm just i'm just being sure that's clear and everybody listening breathed a deep sigh of relief that's right 
<laughs> That's right. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, go find somebody to talk to. And I would say in all of our conversation that we have about this, whether it's you know just this podcast, maybe we have you know two or three other podcasts where we talk about this as well, really digging into it. I would say the main takeaway from this is that you got to walk through this with somebody else. That's true. Because as soon as you try to do it by yourself, then you're not going to get what you need. Yeah, well, isolation, in my opinion, breeds depression. That's sure. the breeding ground of depression is isolation. For sure. Because you were, I mean, I mean, just look at God. God dwells in community. He designed us to be community dwellers too. And to go rogue and be isolated is to go against, I mean, even who God is. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing that we would say in any of this is if you even think that you struggle with depression, go talk to somebody about it. You don't have to start with going to a counselor, right? Start with going and talking to maybe a friend that you trust. Go talk to a a parent or a youth worker or a pastor or another adult that you trust. Go talk to somebody that you're comfortable with and familiar with, and then as you are you know, interacting with them on a relational level, then they can counsel you in, hey, maybe you need to go talk to somebody that's you know, a trained professional in this area. But you got to start there. You got to talk to somebody about it. True. So what is our aim in even discussing depression? It's a good question. I think the ultimate goal here is uh, to communicate that if this is something you struggle with, you're not alone. True. If this is something that you struggle with and you're a follower of Jesus, this doesn't make you any less of a Christian because you struggle with this. And I think we also need to get around to, maybe this is not something that we struggle with personally, but as we're interacting with the world around us, whether that's friends, classmates, teachers, whoever it is, or maybe it's later on in life, you know, how do you interact with somebody who is going through this? That's true. So I think those are kind of the three main things that we want to address in our uh, discussion of this subject. Mm. Again, over the course of however many podcasts we do this. So, yeah. but I want to, you know, this this podcast just kind of going to be an overview. Again, talking to what our purpose is here, and just kind of to throw out some definitions, right? Not a Merriam-Webster type definition, but. What are we talking about when we're talking about depression? Or what are we talking about when we're talking about anxiety or any of these things? Because they're all related. They're not the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Depression is not anxiety. Those are two totally separate deals. But they are related, right? Mm -hmm. Anxiety is more of an extreme worry and fear over something. And so that breeds anxiety. Depression is more of, of just a extreme extreme sadness not having a desire to do anything no drive no no, no passion yeah. uh, don't care about anything among other things right that's right. not the hey this is depression but yeah. uh, those are you know some of the things that play into it so I say that just to say there's a difference between uh, anxiety and depression I'll say this too to Tyler's point about this topic being misunderstood there's a difference between having depression and being depressed there's a difference between depression and discouragement that's true you can be discouraged and it feels very similar to depression but it's not it's just discouragement 
I would say too that depression, and and I want to be careful saying this because some people seasons can be long, but I would say depression is seasonal. I mean, suffering is seasonal, right? And when I say that, like, you know, some people they walk through a lifetime of, you know, hardship. Like I'm, I just thinking families that are, you know, I have the privilege of minister who, to here at Safe Haven, and like some of these people have walk through depression, like a just hardship for, you know, 15, 20, you know, 30 years even. But that's not to say it's a, it's your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so seasons and I, and I feel like the majority of depression. And again, I'm not a professional, but I've, I have dealt with people, you know, had conversations and dealt with people, um, that has walked through seeming, seemingly really depressed seasons um and that's what it is it's a season uh knowing that hey i'm here for a time but i know this isn't indefinite so sure and i think as i I was doing a little reading on this and you know you can get into the uh clinical diagnosis of depression and there is a i don't remember what it's called but the basically the highest level of depression is a uh, it's a lifetime deal because that's something that is you know physiologically off mm-hmm. mentally. And so that's more of a lifetime deal that uh, requires medication, professional requires help. doctors, requires, yes, professional help. Then you have other forms, still depression, still clinically diagnosed. This is a, you know, a medical condition um, that are shorter in their, in their in season. And that's kind of what we're aiming to chat about. Uh, at least I feel like that's what we're aiming for. Yep. Yeah. That and the fact that, let's be honest, a lot of students, uh, if something doesn't go their way, they get bummed out about it and try to throw the label of depression on there. So we want to address that as well. Maybe that is the right word for what it is that that we may go through. Maybe it's not. We just need to know the difference between those. Mm-hmm. Let me ask this. Have we ever been in a season of depression? Yeah, I absolutely have. Um, even of recent, like the past, um, this past year or so. And I think mine, I think I've stemmed it back to, um, for a couple of things. One, just to be completely vulnerable. I, I have, I had failed to walk in the spiritual disciplines. And so, you know, when I look back as to how the crap did I get here? How did, how did I get to this point? Real quick, for those yep. who may not know, spiritual disciplines meaning what? Just different uh, habits of grace from the Lord that He's given us for communion um, and intimacy with Him. So that looks like prayer, meditation, um, silence and solitude, um, getting away from the noise and just being with the Lord, uh, reading the Scriptures, memorizing the Scriptures, journaling the Scriptures. Um I mean, the list goes on and on. Fasting. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's more I'm missing. And that's not to say, like, I, I, haven't do, I didn't do any of it, but it wasn't a normal, it wasn't a habit. Hmm. And so I think that's where it stemmed from, first and foremost. Because when you try to operate within your own power, I think the Lord will give you seasons to let you see how you enjoy being king, and it will not work out for you. And, and so I think that was the base of it. But what really, uh, what kind of 
pushed me there was like just walking into this new season of parenthood and mm. and I was yeah. used to being able to just up and go and like I mean you know my personality like I like to go 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 and go hang out with friends and we'd, we'd go you know hang out at the brewery or like go get food just get up and go the freedom of no kids I mean you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. um, and so I, I, I didn't have that anymore and it just I mean when a child happens it happens just like like that changes everything yep and and so i struggled with that and like it was hard it's been really hard um so yeah yeah and that brings up a a really good point because there is a difference too in you know obviously diagnosed depression there's also self-induced depression absolutely you know and that this is the piece of it that i think we don't talk about enough at all is uh sometimes and again, this is not a blanket statement to cover all forms of depression, but sometimes when we don't do the things that we know we should do, that leads us into a season of depression because we're not where we should be in walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got folks like Martin Luther that, that went through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon. Dudes are like Mount Rushmore of Christians over here. Yep. you know, And they went through depression. Because um, they're human. Right. So when we don't do these things, like have a consistent time where we get to spend with Jesus, then there are going to be elements of our lives that that can breed some self-induced depression. Yeah, and I mean, and that's where the enemy attacks, right? Like when you're not oh, communing yeah. with the Lord, you're you're flying solo essentially, you're, or you're attempting to fly solo, and so. I mean, that's when the enemy whispers in your ear, you know, you're not good enough. Oh, look at that guy. Look what he, he's got that you used to have. You know, yep. like, look, look how the people are flocking to them now because you're, you're tied up at home with kids, you know. You can't just break away and do whatever you want to do anymore. Yep. You know, like, oh, you're missing out, you know. The whole, yep. the whole FOMO thing, you know, the fear of missing out. I mean, that's a real thing, you know. And mm-hmm. in social media, man, and, and this is a whole different topic. We we've hit on it. It is the breeding ground for that stuff. It is where it is birthed. It is where it it sits like a petri dish in your brain, and it just forms into a evil coronavirus killing bacteria that eats away yeah, at yeah. your mind and your soul, man. It's true. So I read somewhere that, and I'm not going to be able to quote this, um, but basically the gist of it was. Talking about how our, our disobedience to the things that God has for us leads to doubt. Yeah. And and if you carry that long enough, you could say it leads to depression. For sure. Because as I am being disobedient to Scripture and to God's Word, not following the things that He has laid out for me to do, then like you said, you're opening the door to the enemy to do with whatever he wants. Right. And let's throw this question out there. Was depression a thing before the fall? No. No. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe with uh, when Satan tried to uh, to try to uh, reign in God's glory or, or take over God's glory and he got cast out, that would probably be a moment of depression. <laughs> like that Fair. might be the most that might be the most intense depression like That's hey right. you were you were banished from me 
forever. That's a good point. So That's a good point. But but <laughs> on a on a human on a human level. On a human level. I don't think so. No, there there wasn't no. depression before the fall. I mean, this is something that is that has come about because of sin. That's true. And because of the enemy. Now, does this mean that all depression currently uh, faced today is a direct result of an individual sin? No. But it is a result of sin. Exactly. And I think that's one of the big points. I think that's probably the main point that I want us to kind of walk away with today. An individual's depression may not be a direct result of their sin, but it is a direct result of sin. Yep. And we need to know that. We need to understand that. We need to see that whether it's a self-induced depression or whether it's more of a clinical depression that we have nothing to do with, regardless of what, what type it is, it is a spiritual thing. Yeah. It's a result of sin. And I think for the audience, actually, I was going to say the audience listens to this. I think we actually have a way wider range of people that listen to this than just students. But I want to yeah. speak to students. Actually, yeah. Yeah, no, this, this speaks to students and adults. Um, just the type, I feel like I have a lot of conversations, I feel like, about um, the whole comparison thing. And I think we deal with that a lot. Mm. I brought this up in our staff meeting the other day. Theodore Roosevelt says that comparison is the chief thief of joy. And and that's what it does, man. Like when we get on something or we hear of somebody doing something or um, we automatically start com- the comparing game. And that's that robs your joy 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not trusting that the Lord is has you where he wants you to be doing what he wants you to be doing because you're trying to live somebody else's narrative and that's not your narrative you know sure and so you got to be you got to find it's it is paul in philippians it's finding contentment in whatever he has you in whether that's it might be a season of suffering you know paul was god dude he got he was he was just in a crap situation, you know, like in prison, beaten, uh, shipwrecked, bitten by a flipping snake. Like, I don't want that brother's life. I don't want that. Like, I don't, I, I'm not looking for that. But he says, and, and that's where the whole misconstrued verses, you know, the whole Philippians 4.13 comes from. Like, I can do all things through Christ. It's not about making basketball dunks or touchdowns. It's about saying, hey, whatever season I'm in, because of my hope and joy that I have in my sufferings, my joy in Christ, He's the one that gives me strength to be to go through anything, whether that be whether that be good seasons, whether that be crappy seasons. Um, but my joy is going to be rooted in Him. And so I think if you're in a se- if you're in a season of depression, um, I mean that's something. You, and you're a believer, right? Like if you're an unbeliever, you don't have that to hope in. So like. And it's kind of sad because honestly, if you're an unbeliever, like I don't know what your hope is in depression, you know, I, I don't know. But for the believer, um, God, what's the passage? I can't think. It's like it's actually talking about death, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Paul it says we don't we don't uh, we don't grieve as those that don't have hope. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just Google that; you'll Maybe, find what uh, verse it is. Um, but that's true. It's not just even in death, but it's also in just bad seasons like we don't have we don't we don't grieve and we don't suffer as those who don't have hope yep and we have a great we have the greatest hope of all so 
Didn't mean to preach there, but whatever. Yeah, I was trying to find your verse here. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Google it. You'll find it, like you said. Here's another verse for you to Google while you're at it. I can't find this one either. Um, <clears throat> but it's the one, I want to say it's in Hebrew somewhere. It talks about uh, no temptation or trial has taken you, but such as common to man. Um, oh, what's the end of that verse? You know which one I'm talking about? Mm-mm. All right, uh, and then it gets to the end, and a lot of times we equate that verse with, um, you know, whether or not we can uh, resist our fleshly desires to sin, and that, you know, obviously that applies there, but it talks about, later on in the verse, uh, talks about an endurance to where when we're going through temptations, maybe it's a temptation to sin, maybe it's something else, right? It doesn't mean we're actively sinning, it's just, hey, the enemy has come against us with these these certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those temptations, God allows us to have the endurance to withstand them. It doesn't mean he gets you out of those situations. Right. It doesn't mean he says, oh, man, I didn't realize this person couldn't handle it. I better, you know. <laughs> I made a mistake. Yep. I made a mistake, so now I'm going to pull them out of the situation and, you know, give them something a little easier. Right. That's not what it says at all. He says... He allows you to endure it, and that in endurance, we have a way of escape. Um, so again, I wish I had done my homework beforehand and you know had a uh, reference there for you. But this is real life, folks. Yep. This is what it looks like. Yeah, exactly. You're not always going to have the reference to the verses. It's okay to Google things. It's yep. Google is a grace. That's Use right. it. <laughs> Google is a gift from God. Uh, given for the furtherance of spiritual knowledge and understanding and a relationship with Jesus. Yep. You can find that in the book of Third Opinions, <laughs> chapter 2, verse 9. While we're talking about Googling, I'm just going to Google it real quick and find out what it is. All right, here we go. Here's the verse. I was wrong. It's not Hebrews. Oh, okay. What is it? First uh, Corinthians. Oh, that's a good book. 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says this, No temptation has taken you that is not common to man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pause. No temptation has taken you but such as common to man. What that means is if you're going through depression or a season where you feel depressed, uh, a lot of times we think we're alone, right, to the point earlier that we talked about isolation. and right. We feel like we're going through this alone. Well, Scripture says right here that we're not alone in it. Okay, this is something that is common to man. Uh, then it continues, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted but beyond your ability. Doesn't mean you'll be able to handle it. means he can handle it. But with the temptation will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So there you go. The way of escape doesn't mean he's just going to pick you out of the situation. The way of escape is he gives you the grace to endure it. Yep. And and, and you're not you're not walking through something that Jesus didn't walk through himself. Like is it Hebrews? He was uh, he can sympathize with us in our weaknesses, and that's the good news. Like it's not like God's not able to like he doesn't understand where I'm coming from. Oh, he very much does. Jesus Jesus was begotten and walk, and went through isolation on the crucifix so that you could be reconciled yep. and experience community. Yeah, and so. I mean, don't forget that. And, and, and the good news is, like, I, I don't know where this verse is either, but you can go Google it. Google these verses. Uh, he intercedes on our behalf. He's praying for you if you're a believer. The Lord's praying. Jesus is praying for you, sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you all the time. Yeah. 
Like and, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't go at it alone. So, and while Jesus Himself may never have had to endure a clinical depression, right? He did have to endure intense, extreme sorrow and anguish of soul. Uh, probably the most extreme ever. Right. A communion, like, I mean, the whole Isaiah fifty-three. It was the will of the Father to crush him, and like on the uh, first, Second uh, Corinthians. Second Corinthians five twenty one, First Corinthians five twenty one. I think it's Second Corinthians. Um, he who um, he became sin who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God, and that and that gives you hope too. I mean, because you're you're not just praying to a distant deity that doesn't know what you're dealing with. Like you're talking to an intimate uh, father and a and a sovereign Lord. Um, who has very much, very much knows what you're walking through, and willing to intimately walk through it with you. Yep. And you're, and you're, if you're a believer, Ephesians uh, chapter uh, one verse fourteen, you you're get sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. You're, you're. I mean, he's he's literally with you walking through it. So, I'm done. So if this is something that you know anybody out there is is struggling with, working through, um, questioning has concerns about read Philippians all of it you know all four chapters yep joy and suffering that's the theme it's not going to take you 30 minutes to read it if you just sit down spiritual disciplines right so go read Philippians um, that will provide much encouragement I actually read Philippians this morning uh, I knew ah. we were going to be talking about this Bam. so I read through it uh, it didn't take me that long so anybody can find you know 20 or 30 minutes to to go read that. And um, go read the Psalms and be encouraged that other people who have gone before you have walked through the same things that you're walking yeah. through. That's what the whole book of Psalms are. You'll find Psalms of joy, Psalms of lament, Psalms of anger. You know, just like, what in the world? Where is the Lord in this? Yep. Um, but the common theme is they all go back to the Lord is good and he's walking with me through what I'm going through. Yep. And that's what we want to do in our discussion of this. Right, we're about to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, we'll talk about it some more next time. Next time we record, but Maybe with we Colin. Want, yeah, we'll see if we can get Colin involved in this discussion because technically he's the one that brought it up last week. So, but anyway, what we want to leave uh, with everybody at this point is this is something that that we should not be afraid to talk about. It's not something that we should shy away from from talking about. And in fact, it's something that if we're struggling with it, needs to be talked about. Right, we need to have somebody that you're able to uh, relate with. You're able to share these things with, because it's only as we're walking in community with each other that we have any hope of you know successfully navigating the fallen world and all that comes with it. So find somebody to talk to. Really encourage you to do that and read Philippians. Boom. So there you go. Not to say that doing those two things will cause you to never feel depressed again because that's not the case yep there are no recipes for complete and total victory or complete and total relief however you want to look at it over depression it's not possible but a good a good dose of the gospel is really good medicine it is because the gospel is no matter how bad you feel about something whether it's yourself or a situation around you The reality is that Christ knows it. Christ came to live in that world so that he could save us and bring us to live with him. 
That's the gospel. And that's why we're talking about this, because the gospel should be able to impact our view of depression, of anxiety, discouragement. All these things are related. The gospel should impact that. And it's the only thing that you can cling to walking through depression for your sanctification. The gospel's both for your justification and your sanctification. So it's your medicine when you're walking through it, and it's the ultimate medicine that heals you. Knowing that we will not ever be truly healed until glorification with Jesus. Boom! Look at that. How about that? The golden chain, baby. (laughs) We left out election, but we'll get to that next week. (laughs) And with that, we are done with another episode. Wrapped up number 34. So we will jump into 35 next time. I'd like to say next week, but I'm not totally confident. (laughs) Tim doesn't hold his breath anymore, folks. Right. I quit. Actually, I got a couple memes sent to me that have, you know, knocked me down a couple inches. So, anyway, uh, we're going to shoot for next week, but forgive us if that does not happen. So, we will jump back into this topic again. But for the right price, we can make promises. Hey, that's right. A sack of crystals, and we will make it happen. Oh, boy. As long as they're hot and fresh, I'm I'm (laughs) There you go. So go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Fluent Grace Podcast. If you have any questions about this topic or any others, uh, shoot us an email, fluentgracepodcast at gmail.com, and we will incorporate that into our next discussion. So with that, gooses. Latest.